This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly. Filling in for Big Daddy Graham on a Tuesday morning. Uh, A lot of stuff to get to throughout the course of the show. We will get to a a few sports topics a little later on. Uh, Major League Baseball, uh, the owners coming back with another proposal to the players, um, which I actually find to be somewhat encouraging. Uh, So we'll get to that later on. The NBA's latest developments. Um, Deshaun Jackson appeared on Lane Johnson's podcast, and he uh, had some choice remarks for uh, Chip Kelly, which is always one of my favorite things to delve into. Um, the Any opportunity I get to rip Chip Kelly, I will uh, take it and take it gladly. Um, you got something for me, Mike? It really is true that everyone now has a podcast. It is. Everybody's got Lane a podcast. Lane Johnson has a podcast. Yeah, Lane, Lane Pave the Lane, uh, I think is what it's called. Uh, so maybe, maybe that's wrong. I'm not sure. I believe it's Pave the Lane. Shelter, or no, Outside the Lane. Shelter on Bays. Shelter, yeah, inside the box, uh, that podcast. But uh, we'll get to some of that stuff um, later on. But uh, we'll obviously start um, with another surreal day in the United States of America, another day of protests nationwide, uh, another day of chaos in some instances, um, more looting, more division in many instances as well as acts of unity in others. I mean, if you're on social media, which most people are these days, um, you're seeing uh, just a ton of different things uh, throughout the course of the day. You you know, you're seeing some videos of looting and disturbances and violence and um, people at each other's throats, and you're seeing other videos of, of, you know, cops kneeling with protesters and... um, you people unifying together and cleaning cleaning up some of these um, messes and uh, it's it's really difficult to discern in a lot of in a lot of ways exactly what is what is the predominant um, sense and what exactly is uh, you know um, the thing that that is dominating. Uh, most of the country right now and um, on social media it it, social media is such a divisive force in a lot of ways where um, you see some things and it can amplify amplify uh, some of the bad but in another way you know if it wasn't for social media a lot of our attention wouldn't be drawn to a lot of these issues if it wasn't for social media we wouldn't really know what happened to uh, Ahmaud Arbery and what happened to George Floyd and um, some of the other 
victims recently of just blatant racism in this country. And I don't think there's really any, any other way you can put it uh, than that been blatant racism that we have seen way too many times recently in the United States of America. And um, when you see some of the things you've seen on social media, uh, it's 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 really difficult to watch. You know, uh, obviously, those videos that have gone viral that have brought our attention to some more important issues here than we're accustomed to talk about, certainly on this station. Um, but it's also been difficult to watch, you know, um, what's happened uh, the last few days. And uh, difficult to watch those who aren't truly involved in the protests but are just interested in capitalizing on this situation um, in this country right now, uh, because that is um, certainly happening. And on the other side, it's difficult as well to watch some of the instances where it ap- it certainly appears that, that people protesting peacefully are being dispersed in a fashion uh, that, that just doesn't seem necessary where you know you have people out protesting peacefully and um there seems to be excessive force being used for whatever reason i don't i don't really understand it but all of it is troubling and all of it is so difficult to watch as it happens in our country and as it happens in our city um and it's it 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 is uh, there's really no other way to put it other than it is extremely difficult to see these things happen. And as I've said the last two nights, um, and I'll say it again, in many ways, I feel somewhat unqualified to talk about such serious issues. And that's just being completely honest with you. Um, We mainly, obviously, discuss sports, on this station. This is a sports radio station. It always has been. And that's what we will normally um, discuss at length on this station. And that's what we care uh, deeply about. And while we do care deeply about sports, um, at the same time, and we will weave in sports throughout the course of the show, because right now um, there's so many intersection points between sports and between the major, major issues facing this country right now. Um, And while we feel deeply about sports, and I love talking about sports, and I love talking about it with you guys, uh, they seem trivial at times. And this is one of those times where, you know, and we'll get to the baseball stuff, we'll get to the basketball stuff, but right now it, it doesn't, seem to matter all that much you know and and oh it's always enjoyable to lighten it up and talk about some of those things and when sports are going to come back and that kind of stuff but right now uh, there are just so many other important things going on that it is difficult um uh, to talk about and feel as passionately about it as you normally would and we've tried to straddle that line the last couple nights. We'll try again tonight. Um, but while I don't see myself as the best analyst on this matter, uh, 
as I've told you before, I'm a 33-year-old white guy, uh, grew up in Upper Moreland Township, a northern suburb of Philadelphia. I don't have the experiences dealing with racism and oppression and injustice that so many African Americans and other minorities do and have in this country. I just don't, you know, when... I have gotten pulled over in the past, and I have gotten pulled over at times. And, and, you know, when I've been at a party in college or something that is busted up by the cops or a situation like that, any run-in I've had with police before, have I ever feared, you know, a a cop um, using excessive force? Or have I ever feared being, uh, being discriminated against? For the color of my skin? No, I haven't. Um, And that's why sometimes I do feel somewhat unqualified uh, when talking about these issues. Because I do not have those kind of experiences. I have not had those kind of experiences in my life. And I can't speak from those experiences. But what I can do and what I feel is important for everybody that looks like me to do is I can try to understand and I can listen, um, but I can't know that exact feeling. And uh, for that reason, throughout the course of the night, we'll play um, a few interviews uh, from the the station today. Billy King, Ike Reese, both joined Angelo Cataldi. Um, we'll play those interviews uh, a little later on uh, because I think it's really important to get that perspective that I can't necessarily offer and Mike can't offer uh, as we, uh, in general, I, I'd assume have had relatively similar upbringings and relatively similar experiences in the past. Um, but we can listen and we can understand uh, or, or can try to understand the feeling that so many have in this country. Uh But as I look around right now and what I've seen the last few days, whether it be on the news, whether it be on social media, um, whether it be just hearing some people sporadically throughout the day uh, on the station, um, you know, it feels to me that there's not nearly enough listening going on right now. There's some people that are trying to understand, and that's great, but there isn't nearly enough people listening to what is really being fought right now and what is being protested against. We can all agree, and we all do agree, that the looting and the theft is counterproductive. That is not something that um, is, is helpful in these situations, and everybody can agree on that. Everybody can agree that those actions are not not productive in these situations. But in large part, they are not the protesters. And I'm hearing this part of it get mixed up so much. I heard a caller to Jody earlier on, you know, saying, you know, we just got to we if we just we just got to get rid of these protesters. And maybe it was a poor choice of words. Um I'm not sure, but 
No, the protesters are out performing a service right now that is necessary. The protesters are out doing things right now and calling attention to a just cause and a cause that hasn't gotten enough attention over the years. It hasn't. And in large part, the protesters, the ones who are protesting peacefully, are not the same people that are looting stores and are not the same people that are, 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 are you know, stealing goods. It's a different, it's a different, you know, group. Those people who are looting, those people who are stealing, they are opportunists trying to take advantage of a chaotic situation right now. But those are not the protesters. And I've heard it way too much. And if you're just looking at the, the negatives, if you're just looking at the looting and the violence and that stuff, you're not hearing the message. And I, I felt a real obligation coming on tonight uh, to call attention to this and to pay attention to the actual message because it really matters. It really matters. And it's not fair to those people who are out demonstrating peacefully and are out abiding the laws and exercising their rights to free speech that their message is getting clouded and is getting, you know, co-opted in a way and is getting just overshadowed by some of the other things going on. And if you want to get in on these issues, 215-592-9494. We didn't have any calls on it last night, um, but I would be more than happy to talk about it with you um, if you want to get in and just vent about some of the things you're feeling in this country right now. But if you're not looking at the protests and you're just looking at the negatives, you're missing the point. And while this might seem, while, while this movement and this issue might seem like a new thing to mainstream America, to many people in this country who haven't experienced it, African Americans are trying uh, to tell us that this is nothing new. And they've been trying to tell us this for a very long time. And that it has been nothing new. That these kind of instances that we've seen on social media over the last couple of weeks, these are not one-offs. These are not just um, these kind of once-in-a-while situations that I've seen you know, people say, we, we all agree that the cops should get arrested, the cops get arrested. What, else, what, what are people still protesting for? Because that's not uh, the that that's not the only issue. That's not the only time this happens. This is not just like a, a one-time situation. And this does not mean all cops are bad. At the same time, um, and it's so important to have nuanced conversations here because so much uh, of this and it's what's so poisonous about social media at times is so much of it gets taken to extremes on every single end. Just because um, minorities and African Americans are protesting, you know, police brutality, it doesn't mean that all cops are bad. It doesn't mean that people hate all the police. That's not what it means at all. It's to call attention to the fact that not all cops are good, and we can have the same. We can have issues um, both happening at once here. 
But the voices out there who are protesting peacefully, they're begging to be heard. And while white people like me can't know the depth of what of what is being felt, we can listen. And not enough people are listening right now. And that's the way that we start to to turn this situation and start to heal and start to make uh, legitimate changes. Because legitimate changes need to be made. That's what we're being told. Legitimate changes need to be made in this country. And the only way we can do that, the only way we can find a way way to change and a way to live peacefully and a way for life to get better for everybody is to listen. And not enough people are listening right now. And it's, it's heartbreaking to see. It really is. African Americans have been fighting this fight for years, but until until white people, honestly, white people of privilege, which again, I am. And I'm not never going to deny that. Um I've never had to fear these kind of things. But until white people join this fight and listen to the pain, truly listen to what people are saying and don't focus on the acts of some but focus on the acts of the many who are out protesting peacefully and join that fight to make things truly equal. Then things won't change the way we need them to. The only way we're gonna, uh, things are going to truthfully change the way they need to change is for everybody to get on board. This is not... This is not a red-blue thing. This is not a Republican-Democrat thing. This is not a black-white thing. This should be a human thing. And there is no politics involved, or there shouldn't be any politics involved, when it comes to arguing for equality and fighting for equality. And um, I, I see a lot of people um, who, who, you know, want to just yell and are so entrenched on their position and are not listening to the true statements and uh, are, are just focusing on the small percentage of people trying to take an opportunity uh, to, to um, wrongfully benefit from this situation when if we would look at the true meaning of it and why the protests are happening and why the peaceful protests that I do think are making a difference across this, across this country, if we listen to the message that they are trying to convey and get on board and, and try to help create change, that's the only way that anything's going to change in this country. And what, what, what's evident, just brutally clear right now, is things have to change. Things cannot continue on this way. Um, and, and nobody. Nobody should have to should have to fear for their lives when they leave their home. Nobody should have to fear um, for their lives because of the way they look. And I really don't understand how that can be made into any kind of political issue or um, a, a, a controversial issue. That should be something uh, that is agreed upon by all. And we'll discuss it tonight. I'd love to hear from you on it. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in, let's get it started with Eson in Southwest Philly. What's up, Eson? Hey, what's up, Tom, man? Uh, how are you tonight, first off? I'm all right, man. How are you doing? 
I'm good. Uh, you're, what you're talking about, I'm very passionate. I am a, a black man. Um, I'm passionate about what you're saying, and I appreciate what you're saying. Um, I had an opportunity. I want to share, share a story. This weekend, I actually went to the protest. They had two different protests on Saturday. They had one that started at City Hall, but the one I attended was at the Art Museum. And it was beautiful, man. And the narrative that's gotten shared hasn't really been that. It's been what wound up becoming a more explosive and toxic environment. But it was beautiful. And it was harmony. It was people of all colors. It was Asians, whites, uh, Hispanics, and blacks walking together and saying the same thing. And it felt like an experience I've never experienced before to hear white people screaming that black lives matter and to mean it, you know, and it seemed like it was a new generation of people wanting to train, change culture and to change thoughts and ways of feeling. And um, it just meant a lot. And there were some people out there who capitalized off of chaos. And it, it really pissed me off, man. As I went through the whole day, it was about two hours of just harmony. And there were a few people who just decided at this point, we're going to start attacking police cars and all this other stuff and breaking windows and they weren't they weren't us to be honest with you it was right. people i don't want to like just uh villainize people but it was people who have been described through the media lately and they were just changing the whole narrative and then that i actually think spilled over into how the whole weekend played out i think people started getting attracted to the chaos and seeing it on the news and thinking our city has to do this and our city has to be more turned up and it's it's scary man because people actually destroyed their resources my people have destroyed our own communities and our our supermarkets our pharmacies places that we need to be sustained for our, our sustenance and all that and it's just it's sad but i do appreciate that some people are aware of how it connects to sports because colin kaepernick has been saying this every year and it was disregarded by many but it's it's a real fear. It's a real concern to be pulled over for running a stop sign or whatever, which still is a violation. But it's a it's a scary thing to think your life is on the line for a violation. Yeah, that and, your life is on the line. Yeah, and Isan and I felt that. Yeah, yeah and man, I, I like I feel for you because I, I I can't speak from that kind of experience, and that's why you know on these issues, you know I I, I all I can do is listen because I don't have those same experiences that you have had, but um, you shouldn't have to feel that way. You shouldn't have to feel that way ever. And, you know, I think it's important, obviously, that, that people understand the message of people like you who are trying to get across and not confuse that with all this other stuff because I feel like the, the message is unfortunately um, getting confused and there are a lot of people who want to amplify that kind of stuff, and it's, it's really a shame, man. It gets lost. And it impacts your mental health. It impacts the, so many areas of the quality of life, man, so many areas. And it, it impacts your confidence. It impacts so many things, man. But I'm just grateful right now, even though it's such a terrible way that it's come about for all this, this toxic environment we're in right now. And we're in a pandemic at the same time. Like, all of this stuff is just a terrible storm and the ingredients for chaos at the same time. I'm just glad that people, on some level, that people are actually waking up and, and considering what it's like to walk in somebody else's shoes. And I'm glad not only that white America is thinking that way, but that black people are thinking that way to the other side because it's going to take understanding and forgiveness on both sides for it to be harmony, honestly. It's going to take that. 
is really going to take that. And I do believe it's possible. And for the first time, I, I had a great time walking in harmony for those two hours. And just as quickly as it got snatched away, I'm still glad that I got to experience such a beautiful thing because I think that the world can look like what those two hours look like if people actually take time to listen, forgive, understand both sides of the coin, what it's like to understand what it's like for someone to have to give up their privilege at a time and what it's like to not ever experience their privilege at a time. But I just I appreciate you, man. I got a lot more I would like to say, but I just appreciate you, man. Well, I appreciate you, Isan. I appreciate the call, man. Thanks for sharing with Thank us. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. And yeah, I mean, and that, that's that's really it's as simple as that. As simple as listening to somebody like Isan. Like that like that's all I'm asking people to do. Like that's all uh, you know, um that that that's all we should be focused on doing right now is listening to the message of people who are protesting. And it is. And, and you know, you can hear it in his voice. It, 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 it hurts everybody that uh, the looting and the rioting is going on and these kind of things. And it almost, you know, it, it just, and I, I am steadfast in believing that these are not, the protesters like these are not the protesters and you can have your whatever theories on on what exactly is going on um i and i hate how all this somehow gets made political because this just this should not in any way be a political issue when you talk about protesting for everybody to be treated equally i i just think in general the fact that that is in some way a political issue speaks to just so much of the division that exists in this country right now but you know as as rough as the last couple days have been to see and watch you you hope that something good can come out of it and and I think I don't think I know it's it's important it's critically important um for uh, people that look like me people that look like Mike who have not experienced these sort of of issues and can't speak from that kind of experience that Isan speaks to as far as, you know, rolling through a stop sign and getting worried about being stopped for that. Like, I've gotten stopped for rolling through a stop sign and, you know, the cop comes up to my car and I show him my license, he lets me go. He lets me off the warning. Like, I, I don't have those other same types of experiences where, you know, you have to be so conscious of your movements and your interactions with the officer. Like, that's not that's not something I can speak from experience. But I can listen and I can under, try to understand. Never you, you I guess you can't fully understand unless you've had these experiences. But I can try my best to understand and try my best to, um, you know, empathize, empathize and get what's going on and. Um, that's what needs to happen across this country right now. And if you want uh, all the bad stuff to stop and you want, um, you know, uh, things to run harmoniously in this country, um, stop just caring about yourself. Care about others and uh, listen to others, listen to their experiences, listen to their fears, listen to why these protests are happening. And once we all do that, uh, we'll be able to hopefully make the changes that desperately, desperately 
need to be changed in this country. The constant yelling at each other, the constant fighting, as much as some people want to do that, it's not productive. And it's not going to be productive. And it's not going to help anybody. The only thing that will help um, everybody is to listen and work together to create change. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in, I'd love to hear from you on it um, with some of the things going on right now uh, because, you know, I think it's important to talk these things out. Just like, you know, we did at the beginning of the pandemic, um, you know, it can be therapeutic to talk these things out. And this conversation is is critically important. Um, as you're seeing in this country, um, and I'd love to hear your viewpoint. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly, in for Big Daddy Graham, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP, I'm Tom Kelly, in for Big Daddy Graham on a Tuesday morning uh, after a few Surreal days in this country. There's no uh, real other way to put it. And um, as you know, the theme for this show is is listening to people. And that that's what I've tried to preach the last couple nights. And, you know, straddling the line between sports and, um, you know, uh, what people call politics, even though I don't see this in any way as a political issue. I, I really don't. I don't see this as a political issue at all. This is a human issue. And... Um, is something that needs to be discussed. And, and, you know, when you look at how divided so many people are right now, um, there's that that's the only way out of it. Like, that's the only way to unify and come together is to listen to others and listen to the points they're making. Because I see way too much of, you know, some of the bad stuff getting blown out of getting all the attention like and we all agree like we all agree that the looting and the violence is counterproductive in every way and that is not the point that the protesters are trying to make the protesters are not promoting um chaos and anarchy and even though some people want to make it into that that's not true and that's not fair to them, that that is what's happening right now. The people who are, who are, who are, who are doing those, those violent things and those criminal things, they are not the protesters. And it is so important that we understand that and that, that people clarify that because, you know, um, some people will just not do their research. They'll see what a certain person says, or they'll see a certain video, and they'll draw their own conclusion. Uh, but that, 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 that is not how problems get solved. And that is not how we advance as a society. We only advance, and we only make this issue better if we truly listen to each other and get um, each other's perspectives. And as I said, I'm a 33-year-old white guy. I haven't dealt with racial discrimination in my life ever. I can never know what that feels like. I can't. But I can listen to others. I can listen to what they've gone through. And that will give us all a better understanding. And once we understand each other, we can help each other. And we can look to make this country a better place. Uh, Because that's the thing that should be apparent to everybody at this point.
is that some changes need to be made um, because the, the the protests, the issues that people are protesting right now, they're didn't, they're not just getting made up. People aren't just making this stuff up. It's been this way for a long time. And um, the advent of social media, even though it can be so divisive and it can be so toxic, um, at least the fact that it's calling attention to some of these serious issues uh, we can hopefully use uh, for positive change moving forward. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Let's go to Ed in Harrisburg. What's up, Ed? Hey, good morning, Tom. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing fine, Tom. Hey, Tom, I want to start off by saying I so much appreciate the subject you've dealt with for the past couple nights, and I would like to echo what the gentleman, the last caller you had on there. Uh, my heart goes out to my brother in Christ with the, the situation he's dealing with being an African-American male. Um, I myself, uh, I am a white male, and my heart is just broken right now, and it aches for what our African-American brothers are facing right now, all people. And they are correct. Black lives do matter. But more importantly, Tom, every life matters, no matter what creed, color, religion you are, every life matters. Yeah, I mean, no no doubt, Ed. I think people do get caught up too much on, uh, when people say black lives matter, though, they're not just saying black lives matter. I, I think, you know, that that is just to, that that's, that's to indicate that, that way too many times um, that they feel like their lives are aren't valued as highly as others, and that, that is a cause for change. But, yeah, I think everybody can agree on that, that, that every life. And you're right there, Tom, and, and I could not be more in agreement there. And, and also, you know, I, I have several African-American friends, and we've spoken about this subject, and some of them are my best friends in life. And I tell you what, again, my heart aches for them as well, dealing with issues that I personally have not had to deal with. I'm 56 years old and I've never had to deal with any of these issues. I've seen it rear its ugly head, but I've been able to address it and talk through those situations and try to get a better understanding. Like you said, the understanding that each of us need to have during this time for one another means more than anything, and I'm so grateful this gentleman before me was able to be part of that peaceful protest because that's what we need to do. Let the voices be heard. Like you said, wipe away all the violence. We don't need any of that. Let the calm heads, the cool heads, and the peaceful protest happen. I'd walk gladly walk right beside any of those folks in a peaceful protest. I'm not going to take a lot more of your time, Tom, but one of the things that sticks out to me is 20 years ago, as a father of two sons, 20 years ago, I had the opportunity to take my oldest son to the city park. And while we were there, and he was on the swings, of course, they had a sandbox there. And my son was over there playing in the sand. And about two minutes after he got to the sandbox, this African-American dad and his son came over. And his son ran over, sat right down in the sandbox, Tom, beside my son. And they were playing and just having a great time and just being as, you know, boys, being as children, playing in that sandbox. And I walked over to this father, and I looked over at him, and I said, I said, sir, what a wonderful sight that is. And he looks at me, and he says, what, what, you know, yes, it is. And I said, you know, 
the most amazing thing to me is there are two boys playing together there side by side. They don't know color. They don't know race. They don't know anything about that. They don't know anything about racial tension. And I said, you know, the great part about it is if everyone in this world would take away that and just be two human beings side by side, what a great country this would be. We would not have this situation we have right now with color and segregation and all this different, you know, they don't know anything about racial bias, and that's what we need to spread. And he looks right at me, and he says, brother, you couldn't be more right. And I was proud to be able to experience that moment, Tom. Yeah, no, and that's the way, the way it should be, and I appreciate the call, Ed. Thanks. That, that's the, that, that, and that, that's the thing. Like, it shouldn't be, um, you know, a, a situation where, where that, that's a surprise or anything. Like, that should be, um, that, that should be the norm. And th- those, you know, it, it shouldn't, it should be that way. Like, I don't really know what else to say. Like, it, it it should be that everybody can interact. And um, and I think in large part, uh, people do, you know. And in, you know, in my experience, you know, uh, I, I, I don't feel like, you know, I don't have these experiences that I can draw off of, but, um, you know, we we can listen to people who have had these experiences with discrimination, but yeah, it should be the norm um, for everybody uh, to to live together and get along together. And I think that's what we got to take from the last week. And as painful as it's been, um, there's good that, that 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 is in there, and there's good that we can take away from it. And you know, I know the videos you see predominantly. Um, for whatever reason, and, you know, um, it, it, I guess, you know, shock gets more uh, eyeballs uh, than not, but you see the videos of the violence, and, and you see those kind of things going on, but, you know, there are equally as many positive um, interactions out there from the last couple of days of uh, protesters and law enforcement kneeling together and, um, you know, police officers talking and, and hugging protesters and, and people coming together. And that's what we need to focus on. And um, that that's the most important thing to come out of all this. And, you know, uh, I just want people to stop stop yelling over others. Because we've seen that way too much. We've seen it way, way too much. And I'm honestly really tired of seeing it. People who are dug in on their viewpoints and, um, you know, uh, dug in on uh, some, of the, some of the issues. And, again, I, I don't know how this gets all wrapped up in politics. I, I just – it shouldn't. And the fact that it is is just disgraceful. Um, but – I think if a lot of people would just stop with the with the yelling and just listen to what others are saying, listen to what people protesting peacefully are saying, we can start moving toward fixing these issues. And uh, it's time for everybody 
to stop denying that there are issues because there clearly are. I mean, this stuff wouldn't be happening. These protests wouldn't be happening if there weren't um, major racial issues and discrimination that still exists in this country. I mean, growing up, hey, I mean, I I grew up in a, a, you know, predominantly white suburb. Um, You know, this this stuff, I learned about the Civil Rights Act and stuff like that in the 60s and 70s. And, you know, you think racism is a thing of the past, but it's not. And um, people need to understand that. And the only way they will understand it is if they listen. And that's going to be my main theme uh, throughout the course of the rest of the show. And it's been my theme the last couple nights, uh, but I'll keep preaching it um, until people start doing it because it's the only way we're going to move forward here and and uh, get better as a country. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. Would love to hear your opinions on some of this stuff that has gone on, uh, the, the protests and um, what what needs to happen and what we need to do. So I'd love to get uh, your takes on it. Throughout the course of the show, as I said, um, I, in some ways, don't feel extremely qualified uh, to discuss this stuff because I haven't had these experiences. So we'll hear from people who have. Uh, Billy King was on the morning show. Uh, Ike, I played you Ike's statement uh, from Friday, but he was on the morning show. Um, we'll, We'll play you those interviews and get that perspective that I, uh, you know, just can't offer. So we'll play you uh, some of those interviews a little later on. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly, in for Big Daddy Graham, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP, I'm Tom Kelly, in for Big Daddy Graham. On a Tuesday morning, if you want to get in, open lines right now, 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. Um, Next segment, uh, I do want to let you hear Billy King's interview with the morning show uh, from um, Monday. Billy, always um, very interesting to listen to on a variety of subjects. Guy that's uh, had uh, so much Um, experience in the sports world and obviously dealing with people of all backgrounds and uh, I heard his interview with Angelo this morning uh, which was um, very interesting obviously uh, you know Billy has uh, very you know interesting thoughts on this subject and thoughts that frankly I can't offer on this show so uh, we'll let you hear that in the three o'clock hour but if you want to get in 215-592-9494 is how you do so. And, um, you know, I know when we talk about this stuff, which can be uncomfortable for some and uncomfortable uh, to to talk about, it's uncomfortable to face issues that I think a lot of people just want to deny exist, you know, And and I think when you're confronted with these issues that some people just want to not acknowledge, um, I think that is the positive thing in this, is that you are now forced to acknowledge it, and you're forced to face it. And that's what we need to look at as a society here and understand that uh, the positive to come out of this and the positive to come from the pain 
that has been felt across this country is that we, um, you know, can no longer ignore an issue that can't be, uh, that, that, that shouldn't be ignored. And that's been ignored for way too long. And uh, because a lot of people just want to confront and talk about the things that affect them. And, you know, it, it, sometimes it's hard for people to face uh, painful truths. But um, sometimes painful truths need to be faced head on. And uh, again, I'll, I'll continue to preach the same thing I've been preaching, which is everybody to, you know, just stop kind of trying to make their own point and get their own point across and just listen to what the other people are saying. But um, a lot of times when we do delve in to issues dealing with race, uh, dealing with really anything outside of the athletic realm, we get, uh, you know, the feedback of, oh, just stick to sports. Stick to sports. Uh, just pay attention to sports. Uh, all I want to hear about is, is um, you know, when is baseball starting back up? When's basketball starting back up? Um, once and for all, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, but, but it's impossible to do that all the time. And right now, uh, if you're just talking about sports, honestly, it feels trivial. And we'll get to some sports stuff a little later on. But um, that part of it, is impossible to do, and uh, it shouldn't be done where people are just sticking to the sports realm and not confronting all of these issues because uh, this, these kind of things intersect with sports in so many ways, and these kind of issues are much bigger uh, than sports. And when these kind of things are going on and happening in our country and in our city, uh, it is impossible. Um and again, it comes back to listening to people. And, uh, you know, Isan brought it up earlier with Colin Kaepernick. Um, and I, I think that's a very important point when you look at that situation and how everything transpired. How when those protests started, which, you know, I've seen a lot of people um, saying over the past few days, well, you know, no problem with the peaceful protesters. Uh, the only problems are with the looters. The only problems are with the violent people. That is not what I was hearing three years ago when Colin Kaepernick was taking a knee to protest um, social injustice. It's just not. And I, a lot of these people I know personally, and I've saw, I remember the statements they've made on the Kaepernick issue, and... Uh, they don't line up, and they were not okay with peaceful protests, and they will not were not okay with the things Colin Kaepernick did. So, when athletes, when you talk about the stick to sports stuff, and athletes should not need to stick to sports, and they have shown over the past few years and over the past few days, they're not going to anymore, like they have in the past. Like if you watch the Last Dance, Michael Jordan felt back in the nineties. He did not want to mix sports and standing up for causes he believed in. And uh, that's ultimately his choice. Uh, you know, uh, his he made that choice on his own that those kind of things uh, he did not want to stand up for in his career. And 
Um, that's his choice. But you're seeing athletes now, and athletes don't operate that same way anymore. Athletes are going to stand up for causes they believe in, regardless of the consequences. And um, moving forward, when athletes do stand up for a cause like that, uh, don't shout them down again. And it'll go back to the same thing I've been saying, is listen to what people are saying. Listen to what they are protesting for, even if you disagree with the protests and with the Kaepernick thing. Like, a lot of people made that into something that it was not. And it had nothing, nothing to do with. It never had anything to do with the flag. It never had anything to do with um, disrespect for the military or disrespect for the troops, any of that kind of stuff. That was never what it was about. That was what some people made it about to fit their their narrative, to fit what they wanted to believe it was about. It was about exactly what's going on right now. And moving forward, when athletes do stand up for a cause, don't shout them down because you don't agree with their with their with the cause they're fighting for or how they're doing it. Like LeBron stands up for something, he gets told to shut up and dribble. You know, Colin Kaepernick does what he did. He gets told to get off the field and he gets blackballed from the NFL. And and we'll get into Roger Goodell's statement that he issued later, which is beyond ridiculous at this point after what's happened to Colin Kaepernick. Um it's just because you don't agree with the way they're protesting. And a lot of people saying that they're okay with peaceful protests have shown they're not really okay with peaceful protests if they don't believe the same thing that you believe. And that's wrong. You know, uh, don't kneel during the anthem. Don't wear shirts pregame that say, I can't breathe, as players did a few years ago. That was something that people got up in arms about. Um... People don't like when actors or celebrities make uh, uh, political statements at award ceremonies. So moving forward, when people are trying to make statements on these kind of important issues, maybe don't jump at them and shout them down and listen to what they are actually saying and the points they are actually trying to advocate for, and the causes they are actually trying to advance and and bring attention to. Um, Because a lot of people bring that up where they don't want, I don't want to mix politics with sports. First of all, this is not politics. Second of all, all this stuff is connected. You know, living in a society, sports is part of society. Sports is not this separate realm that... Um, doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the world that we live in. And that's something that people need to understand and listen again to the points that people are protesting for uh, when they want to make these statements, when they want to express themselves and express themselves peacefully and, and, and bring attention to causes that are important to them. Stop shouting them down and just listen to what they're saying. Um, And if we do that, uh, Things can things can get a lot better and, again, ultimately lead to change. And that's what we all should want in this country. We should all want people to be treated equally. We should all want 
uh, people to have a, a fair opportunity in this country and be treated with the respect and dignity uh, that they deserve. So uh, the stick to sports stuff, I'm telling you, that's gone. That era is gone uh, because the athletes aren't going to do it anymore. And the coaches aren't going to do it anymore. And they shouldn't have to. They should be able to um, express themselves. They should be able to stand up for causes that they believe are right. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in on any of this stuff, um, either in this segment or next segment, we'll get to the Billy King interview. Uh, but we'll definitely play that. Uh, we do have some other stuff we'll get into. We'll get into some sports stuff later on, but I'd love to get your thoughts on this issue. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham. If you want to get in, 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. First hour, uh, just you know, talking out a lot of the things that have been going on uh, the last few days in this country and um, having some conversations that are at times for people uncomfortable but but seriously important and need to be important. And, um, you know, for a long time, I think African-Americans have felt alone in this fight in, you know, striving – for equality and to be treated equally um, in, in every way, in every single way. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it's so sad that it's still not that way after all these years. Um, but it's, it's clearly not. And um, the only way we're going to be able to create change is if, you know, is if people who look like me and, you know, the white people out there get on board and decide they want this change as badly as others do. Because it should be important to everybody, and it's not a political issue. It's not a red or blue or or any of that kind of stuff. It, it, it shouldn't be that. It can't be that. Um, and, again, I'll keep repeating to people that the violence and the looting and all that stuff that's going on, nobody condones that. Um, and you have seen so many at peaceful protests stopping this kind of thing from happening, and and, and not wanting this kind of thing for happening, for, uh, wanting this kind of thing to happen. These people are not part of the protests, and it's a small percentage in the end. Those are people who are trying to take an opportunity and seize an opportunity to either you know, uh, get goods for themselves or just to create chaos. I think some people out there just want to create more chaos. And who knows what kind of of ulterior motives are at play there. Um, but those are not the protesters. And I've heard so many people, I heard a caller to Jody earlier, um, saying these protesters, uh, with what they're doing, with, with uh, the looting, and it's like those are not the protesters, Okay. And we need to, first of all, realize that. For that that's first off. Those are not the protesters. And the protesters have, um, you know, nothing to do with that. That's a completely different group that is trying to create chaos. Listen to what the protesters are saying. Listen to why the peaceful protests are going on. Listen to the message they are trying to convey. Because that is the message um, that we need to hear. And that's the message uh, that ultimately... Um, 
needs to be heard to create change in this country. And everybody, everybody needs to get on board with that. Everybody needs to get on board with justice and equality for all as it should be in this country. Um, and uh, th- this past week, as much pain as it's it's caused people to see cities, uh, you know, being burned and 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 all this chaos, there is good that can come out of it, and we can't let all this uh, end up being for nothing in the end. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's go to Harold in Seattle. What's up, Harold? How you doing? This is a great show. Thanks, Harold. Appreciate it. Hey, this is the final battle of the Civil War. This is Ali Frazier too. This is Gettysburg too. And this will be this. What's going on now will be the deciding factor. This country is going to accept what's really going on, or, or things are going to remain the same. And this country will never make progress. What would you think about that? Yeah, I mean, Harold, I think this is this is a key moment in the. This is a key moment in the 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 history and the future of this country. Like I look at what's going on here, and um, in the past couple days, and obviously the coronavirus in the past couple months, which doesn't uh, you know directly have anything to do with this. But we look at this kind of period, and I feel like we can go one way or the other, and we can go in a positive direction where we all unify and come together, or we can go in a, ne- a negative direction where we furly further get divided. And uh, I don't know about everybody else out there, but I want to come together and make this country a better place. I think uh, a lot of people that are older can't accept change. They want things to be like it was, you know, the last 400 years. And they must realize that because of the changing demographics, they're going to have to change. Um, they are suppressing the vote now. And that's a fact. They are suppressing the vote. And that's part of the past that they came back to life because people know when they get out of office, a lot of them would never get back in because of what they did not because of what who they are. And as for looting, now, people must realize that Boston Tea Party, people were ticked off at England for charging taxes on tea, and they they invaded a, a boat and threw tea overboard, which was looting. And people also need to... Are you still there? Yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm here, Harold. Just and listening. people need to understand that this country was built on looting. They looted from the indigenous people. Yeah, but I mean, Harold, I I don't I don't think that condones. I know that doesn't condone oh, no. what's going on right no. now. And no, I honestly, no. honestly, Harold, I don't think the looters are the protesters. I think you're looking right. at two completely right. different groups. I right agree now. with you 100. percent But a lot of people are gonna gonna only point towards the losers. I mean, the, they are losers. The looters. Right. Most of them are small percentage, but they get all their play on TV. Yeah, no, no, they they do, and that's that's unfortunate. Honestly, it's so unfortunate that that has clouded the point of all this. And the people who oppose the protests, which I don't understand how you can oppose oppose equality. I just I wasn't brought up that way. I don't believe that. But um, the the people who oppose the protests are using that as an excuse for the protests yeah. being unjust, and that that's wrong. It's totally wrong. I think things are going to get better because I look at the protesters. A lot of them are young white people. 
young white people that know that this is wrong and they're not going to do like their parents, they're going to change. This is a great show, and I'm going to hang up now and let you talk to someone else. This is a great, probably the best show I ever heard from WIP. Well, well, thank and you, I want to thank you. That's high praise, Harold. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I wouldn't go that far. I don't think... You know, this is in, uh, one of the best shows in WIP. I'm, like I said, I I am not, uh, you know, I don't view myself as highly qualified um, to speak on these matters because I've never experienced the racism that is being protested against right now. All I can tell you is the way I was brought up and the way I was brought up was that everybody's equal. And that's what I was brought up to believe. Um, but I'm going to listen to people who say they're not being treated fairly. And I'm not going to, you know... Uh, who am I, uh, a privileged white kid from the suburbs, to tell um, an African-American that they're treated? Like, I don't understand that part of it. I really don't. I don't understand. If you have, if you're if you're white and you are from wherever, suburb, city, whatever, um, who are you to tell somebody else what they've been through? Like, who are you to tell somebody else the t- kind of experiences that they've had? doesn't make sense that that that's that's crazy um and that part of it is another aspect of this that's bothered me is people that'll say oh it's it, this is just over exaggerating um the unjust death of one african-american man that's not the case that's not the case i mean the, just because we've only seen a few videos in the last couple of weeks that would uh, you know, that indicates that this is happening far more often than we know. And who knows how the George Floyd situation wouldn't have go- would have gone down or the Ahmaud Arbery situation would have gone down if we didn't have the video evidence. We'd have never known about it. And how many other times have these kind of things happened in this country that we just never end up found- finding out about it? You know, and that's the one positive to social media is that it can bring attention to issues like this. Um, But don't yell people down and don't tell them this stuff isn't going on when they say that it is. And it very clearly is. Um, You know, I've never understood that. uh, Getting mad at people for articulating their experiences um, and telling you what they have felt growing up when, when frankly, um, if you don't look like them, you have no clue. You have no clue what they have felt if, if, you, if, if you're white and you're telling an African-American uh, what they have felt in their lifetime. You, know, you have no clue. And um, it's not your place uh, to, to, to shout them down. And what you should be doing is listening and uh, listening and getting everybody on the same page, that's what can bring about productive change. Uh, let's go to Mike in Delaware. What's up, Mike? Hey, good morning, Tom. How's it going? Uh, not bad. Yourself? Okay. Uh, um, oh, I'm all right. Sorry. I'm taking a sip of coffee. <laughs> um, just out of curiosity, I'm, I'm not on social media anymore. I got out uh, in during the primaries of 2016 just because, you know, it just got nasty. And you see people that you know with different political opinions and you I just wanted to get rid of. I just wanted to get stepped aside from all that, so I got rid of social media. Understand? Um, has Kaepernick been protesting on the streets uh, at all? Has he tweeted anything? Has he been pictured anywhere? 
I'm not uh, sure. I, I, I would not be able to tell you that, Mike. I'm not okay. sure. Okay. I mean, this is something where I think he should be protesting if, you know, if this is what he was kneeling for. And I don't, I don't, agree, you know, I don't agree with, uh, I don't agree with why he kneeled, but I, I certainly respect his right to. My biggest problem with what he did was he did it in uniform on a football field, um, and that represented the NFL, and that was really bad for business. And um, just kind of to make my point about it, it was, you know, when was the last time you saw a Trump sticker or, an, uh, excuse me, an Obama sticker on a UPS truck or anything like that? Like, you, it's, it, it's hard to – you shouldn't be able to protest something while you're in uniform at your job. You know, but if you go on Twitter, if you hold a press conference, if you go on Facebook and you, and you give your opinions, I, you know, I'm all for that. I just I just don't agree with him doing it on the field in uniform. Well, what I'll, do you think about that? Well, I'll, I'll say this, Mike. Um, you know, I, I, I disagree. I think that uh, I've, all I can tell you is I've seen a lot of people who say they're OK with peaceful protests. And that's about as peaceful as you can get. And, and I get your point that that. I guess workplace should be separate than um, what you would call a political issue. But I guess that's where we differ on it is I don't see that as a political issue. I look at that as a human rights issue, and I don't understand why anybody would have a problem with anybody protesting a human rights issue um, by doing it as innocuously as, as taking a knee. Not, well, no, no, no. It's not, you know, it's during the national anthem, which is kind of disrespectful. But even if he did it, um, you know, even if he came out in the middle of halftime and, and kneeled, on, kneeled for, you know, for his reasoning, um, is, don't you think it's bad for business that he did it in uniform on a field as opposed to social doing it on social media or having a press conference? Well, I don't think it would have been bad for business if the NFL had just supported him from the jump, to be honest with you. Like, uh, because... Uh, the the point of that protest, Mike, it was never like, and you can have a different view of the national anthem than Colin Kaepernick does. Everybody can have a different view of that, but like what the national anthem and what the country means to him might be completely different than what it means to you. And and I don't know, and we can differ on opinion on it, but um, I I if if that you know time period uh, of of hearing the national anthem and seeing the flag, if that means something different to Colin Kaepernick and he wants to take a knee and um, do something uh, as innocuous as that, I, that's just something that's, that's not going to bother me that much. And if the NFL had kind of explained why it was happening, which I think that's a bigger issue, that they, they let it get spiraled out of control. If Roger Goodell had just come out and, and said why Kaepernick was kneeling, I think it would have been um, a, a lot better received by people. Well, okay. Well, that's true. But like I said, overall, it was bad for business. Like their ratings tanked, and 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 then you know ESPN went political, and their ratings tanked, and they had to let a bunch of writers and journalists go because they moved into the political side as opposed to sticking to sports. And I don't, you know, you go to ESPN to watch sports. Um, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not commenting on your show tonight. I mean, this is definitely mm-hmm. the biggest topic, you know, almost all across the world right now. But right. When when they when they dive into politics then they lose a lot of people that just want to, you know, people go to sports to escape politics. So they don't want to see it on the field. And I mean, and it's not just Colin Kaepernick. It's, it's just, it's, and it's not everybody. It's just, um, like I said, I just think overall it's bad for business. And, you know, can I make one other point? Sure. Sure. Um, take uh, last fall, for example, 
Uh, I I think we can agree that LeBron James is a capitalist. A couple years ago, someone told him to shut up and dribble when it came to politics. And he said, no, I will not shut up and dribble. Well, China told him to shut up and dribble. And he realized, well, in order to sell shoes and make them there, He's, he kept his mouth shut. That, that's when he went. He went against the First Amendment, saying, "Well, maybe the First Amendment isn't always a great thing. It can, you know, it can affect you financially, emotionally, you know, spiritually, yada yada yada." Yeah. And it was just a really bad look. So I'm just thinking, as far as business goes, that's why. That's why you know these protests. You should be able to do them on your own time. And I, and I and I'm all for protesting. It's just I have a problem with protesting while you're at work. I got you, Mike, and I appreciate the call. And and the LeBron. Um, the LeBron criticism from the China thing is totally fair. Like, that's totally fair to criticize LeBron, criticize Steve Kerr, criticize Adam Silver, some of these guys that have been vocal about issues and not vocal about that because it hurts the bottom line. That That's totally fair. Um, but I guess I think the difference between Mike and I and how we see the stick-to-sports issues and how we see the Kaepernick issue um, – is uh, Mike kept bringing up the uh, politics of it. And the, I, I just don't see that as politics. Like, I, I just don't. That, that uh, to me, protesting what you see as injustice for a group, uh, for, for a certain group of people in this country, I don't know how that, is political. Like, that's... I just don't understand that. Um, And I don't... I really hate the fact that race and politics has gotten all mixed together, and I think it really speaks to how divided um, the country is right now, and that that's incredibly sad. Uh, That's incredibly sad. Now, whether you believe a guy has the right to protest um, while he's at work... um, I, I think that issue could have been uh, solved and quelled very easily. And I think that's where Roger Goodell came up extremely small. That if Roger Goodell had, you know, and the NFL had, instead of, you know, muzzling Colin Kaepernick, like allowing him to truly say what he was protesting, it, protesting, uh, it would have been much better received. Like, he was protesting what people have been protesting the last week in this country. It was never about the flag. Like, it was never about the veterans. And that issue was politicized. I don't think it was politicized by Colin Kaepernick as much as it was um, by people who just didn't like what he was doing. And I just don't—I'll never understand that aspect of it, how race and politics get all mixed up. Because they shouldn't have anything to do with one another. They just shouldn't. Politics and race are different. And, um, you know, the flag and the anthem, if, if you hold that sacred, that is your right, certainly. And you are, are well within your right to, to, to observe the national anthem ex- any way you would like to observe it. That stuff, me that that flag and, and you know that that the national anthem it means a different thing to different people. Like not all people view it 
the way that you do. And you might look at it as a sign of respect to the military. And you might look at it, you know, if you have family that served or, or, or something like that. that it, it can mean that to you, and that's fine. But if somebody else who feels like they are being treated unjustly in this country sees that as something else, I, I think it's their right to, 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 to do what they feel um, is appropriate at that time. And whether they should do it at work, I guess that's a, a, a conversation um, that can be had. Um, but in general, I, I think that the, the 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 idea of what Colin Kaepernick did um, was, again, it was a very similar to what's going on here with the peaceful protests and how some of the violent protesters have taken away, or I won't even call them protesters, because I don't even think the people who are creating the looting and the violence are protesters. I think that's a completely different segment of people that don't really care about the movement. Um but just like that's taking away from the peaceful protest this week, um, I feel like what the Kaepernick thing got blown into, got blown up into, took away from what he was trying to protest to begin with. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's go to Brian in Norristown. What's up, Brian? Hey, Tom. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I swear to God, sometimes you take my thunder halfway through while I'm listening to you on my phone, and I turn the radio off. I feel like you bring up like half my point. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I don't mean to. Which I'm going to take Harold's comment away. You're not a good show on ninety four point one. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> um, hey, uh, my big thing was, uh, how do you think you reach the people in the middle of the protest, not the peaceful people, and not. Uh, like the people that are breaking windows just to get TVs from a target. The people in the middle, because I read something, and it kind of touched me this week with all this going on. Somebody posted something, and they basically said, look, I tried the peaceful protest years ago. It didn't work. Now I feel like more people are listening to me now. Now I believe that like 80 85% of America, I would like to think we're all good people. And I would like to sit there and say, hey, yeah, I want to reach those people in that middle line. But it's like I have no idea how we even go about doing that. Yeah, no, no, Brian. And I think that is that is fair. And I, I, I'll say this. I, while I, I, I can understand the frustration of people who have tried peaceful protests in the past, um, I still don't think that violence will end up uh being productive and in the end that's just gonna that 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 in the end what that does is it just gives fodder to the people who do oppose the protests and it gives them ammunition as as you would say to kind of invalidate the protests and i think that's the best argument um to try to sway these people and you see i think you need people of power to uh, keep making their voices heard. Like I just see on the TV here, uh, George Floyd's brother uh, making a statement that they are encouraging peaceful protests. And people of power need to encourage peaceful protests uh, because um, once they once they get violent, I think that only takes away from the message. I mean, I 100 percent agree. I just wish there was something that like someone like me could do, like other than be nice to your neighbor, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I think I'm a good person. But I wish there was some way I could reach those people or we could all try and reach those people and be like, hey, you know, I think 80 percent of America's good people like don't steer the route of 
you know, destroying buildings. Like, let's try and figure this out together. I mean, I do agree with, like, the whole politics thing. I think that's making it stressful right now to begin with. But I I just feel like I wish I knew a way that I could touch the people in the middle. Yeah. No, I— But I I think with, like, everything that's going on, everybody's like, I don't know how to do it. No, I get that, Brian, and I appreciate the call, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, and 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 I think that's the, uh, th- I think that's uh, kind of what everybody's thinking is we're, we're all trying to figure out a way um, to make things better, and, and we, you know, in the end, you can only do what you can do. Um, and as far as as me, I think I can just listen. Like, and I think that's what many people who um, are not African American and do not have the same experiences that. Uh, those protesting have had, uh, that's what we can do. And, and it might not seem like a lot, but I think it's more than has been done in the past, if that makes sense. Uh, you know, in the end, when you hear uh, just listen, I think in the end that that seems like it's not a lot, but uh, this is happening because not a lot of not enough people have listened previously to this. And once white people listen and understand what is being protested and why it's being protested and the experience of others, you know, that's when we can all get on the same page and work to make this better. Um, and I do, maybe I'm, maybe I'm uh, overly optimistic, but I absolutely think it's possible. I absolutely think that we can come out of this better than we entered it, but it's going to take everybody working together. Like, this is not a black-white thing. It, it, it shouldn't be. It, it, it never should have gotten to this point. But it's gotten to this point in large part because too many people have not done something as simple as listen. <laughs> Just listen. That, that's, as, uh, that's all you need to do to start this heading in the right direction. And once you do and you understand what people are saying, uh, then we can all work together to make this better. Let's get Jake in Northampton in here. What's up, Jake? Hey, Tom, how's it going? Uh, you do a great job with the show every night. You know, I've been listening, you know, for hours and hours uh, during the pandemic. I know you guys have, um, you've hit on pretty much everything. You know, I'm, I just figured I'd chime in because, you know, I've been listening, you know, a long time. And, um, it, yeah, it's just screwed up a lot of the things that are going on. Like, a lot of my favorite players are black. And, you know, I know what you're saying. Like, it's different. Um, you know, when you play the sport, then it is the real world. But, um yeah, it's, I can't put it into words, but, um, you know, I heard you talking about uh, Colin Kaepernick and, you know, what your takes on that were. Um, don't you feel um, that there's injustices? There, there's kind of always been injustices, you know, even um, – I know the world's getting worse, but, you know, um, even before this happened, there's always been injustices um, in general. So, like with that situation, you know, I kind of felt like – I don't know, maybe it wasn't the right way to go about it, but I do understand, you know, I'm 27, so, like, I understand a little bit more than I did then Mm -hmm. about why he was doing it, and um, I see that side of it a little bit more, but, um, you know, um, yeah, I I was just, I don't know how to put it into words, just the stuff that's going on, I've just been listening, but, um, yeah, um, I'm, yeah, I'm just, um, 
it's kind of tough. Like, like I don't, I didn't completely agree what he was doing, uh-huh. stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I understand that side a little bit, bit more. And I don't think you know all cops definitely aren't bad and, oh, and no. stuff like that. And, and and it felt like that's sort of what he was kind of protesting, like when he nailed it, because you know a lot of those people think all cops are bad, and I think. Um, that's the message that was kind of being sent that I kind of felt, um, you know what I mean? And, right. and um, yeah, no, and so, Jake, uh, Jake, and no, I, and not to cut you off and I'll, I'll let you respond, but yeah, I think, I think that's unfortunately what a lot of people took out of it. And I don't know, maybe, um, things could have been explained better, uh, by Colin Kaepernick or, or other protesting to, to, you know, make it totally known that, that wasn't the case because uh, we all know not all cops are bad. And I think in general, um, you know, there, there are a ton of good cops out there. And we, we've seen that over uh, the last week or so, uh, the cops that have come together with protesters. So, yeah, and I, I, but I think, you know, even what you just said is important, though. Like, even though you didn't fully agree with it, and you still might not, and that's fine. You're well within your rights to think that, but just you – you know, saying that you understand it a little better, like that's that's a step in the right direction. Finding a middle ground—that's what we need to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I kind of moved uh, a little bit more forward. You know, like kind of like you said. Um, yeah, I don't have much of a response. Like yeah. I'm trying to find the right words to say. I was a little nervous to call honestly because I'm not, you know, really good with these things. Like I'm more of a sports guy like you and I think it's a good nice thing you're doing you know letting people you know have their opinions because this is important stuff like I like to post a lot of sports content in general on uh social media and just with um having this happen it just doesn't feel the same you know the love for the sport and I think it's a great thing you're doing but um but yeah in regards to that um yeah I just think I got a little wiser like I didn't you like agree with it entirely, but I think I see where he's coming from a little bit more. Yeah. You know, no, I I got you, Jake. And I appreciate the call, man. I really do. Uh, Thanks a lot for, for chiming in. And I think like that kind of phone call, that's what I'm talking about. As far as being productive, it's really not that complicated. It's not just uh, somebody like Jake who said, Hey, I didn't really agree with it at the time. And he still might not. And that's fine. But you know, you can see the perspective differently now. And that's all the, like that's honestly that's productive that's progress just looking at it from a different from a different viewpoint looking at it from a different perspective that that matters and that's helpful and that 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 is how we're going to get through this and it's going to be better for everybody is just looking at things from a different perspective and and, and going out of your own uh, bubble to look at things differently and like Jake said you know he said he was a little um anxious to call in and talk about these kind of issues i'm not gonna lie it's this isn't the stuff i normally talk about you know uh, the past three nights have been um different for me being on the air because i i get paid to talk about sports you know and and yell about ben simmons being a, a a mvp candidate in the future as mike and i believe he is and um yelling about john middleton not going over the luxury tax and that kind of stuff. Like, that's the kind of stuff I normally talk about. This isn't um, the kind of subject matter uh, that, that, that I'm used to delving into all that often. Uh, but sometimes it's just too important. And that's where we're at right now. And uh, this is the way it's going to get better. And we're going to make 
the country better for everybody is just to to listen more. And I I I really um you know uh, like what Jake said there, and that kind of thing is helpful. Is you know I didn't agree with Kaepernick at the time, and even if Jake still doesn't fully agree with him, uh, you just see the the you see the the point a little bit better now, and that that's and you look at it from a different perspective, and just doing that is helpful. So. Um, yeah, I, I think that's how we, we start making this this better for everybody. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Um, when we get back, I do want to play you. Uh, Billy King was on with the morning show on um, uh, Monday morning. And I'll play you uh, Billy's interview with the morning show. Ike was on with the morning show as well because um, obviously at this time of night, we don't really have guests. We, we It's hard to book people to call in. Um, at three in the morning but you know I'd like to get I, I want to give you some of that perspective um, from um, the the, the uh, you know African-American side of it that I can't provide um, and I I can that's why I will continue to say all I can do is listen but I can't speak from experience uh, so we'll play you Billy's interview with the morning show when we get back I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham Sports Radio 94 WIP This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.